Welcome to the Grow to Gold podcast. On today's episode, I have a dear friend, Mr. Dario Hernandez out of Albuquerque, New Mexico. And Dario's got quite the story and I want him to share it. And, and I think you'll all love him as much as I do. So Dario, how's your, uh, how's your day going? Hey Brett. Uh, first and foremost, man, I just really want to thank you, you know, for for uh, bringing me on, bringing me on here today. I think it's just one of those things that I never envisioned. You know, I I would listen to the podcast, I would listen to some of the people that you had on here, and it was just one of those things. And so, just to be here now, uh, you know, it's going to be awesome, and I'm I'm looking forward to it. But today's been amazing, so I'm pumped. I love it, dude. Well, let's get into it. So, where are you from? You're not originally from the U.S., are you? I'm not. No, uh, you know, surprisingly enough, you know, uh, I was born in in Mexico. Uh, I don't know anything about it over there. I don't know how life life was like. Um, I was brought as a minor. You know, I was pretty much brought into the U.S. as a five month old baby. So, you know, just we moved to uh, Colorado. That's where I was raised. That's where I went to school. And so Spanish was my first language, uh, but I ended up learning English like in elementary school. So. And then from there, so you're living in Colorado, and and at what point do you leave Colorado? What's your experience like in Colorado? Yeah, man. Uh, growing up in Colorado was it was beautiful, man. I I I to this day I miss it. It's nice that I'm not like super far away, so I can I can always drive back, or you know I can catch a flight and go over there. All my family is there, but you know that whole transition of me leaving Colorado. Um, you know uh, I met my my lovely wife now. Uh, back then, like, I want to say 2019. And, you know, it just started kind of something as, you know, I was seeking something, she was seeking something, not into a relationship type thing, but we were just both, you know, trying to grow in a certain personal area of our life. And we just kind of hit it off, you know, and things just kind of happened from there. Um, You know, I moved here, I want to say 2020, like the end of 2020, uh, right after the pandemic just kind of was, you know, it was still kind of in full effect, but I moved out here um not really knowing what was going to happen i my wife got pregnant that's actually what brought me out to to albuquerque new mexico and just uh being in that moment of uncertainty i was like man like i've just i just grew up knowing that like if if i have a child on the way like i'm gonna be fully responsible like i'm gonna you know step up and just take care of business you know that's just one thing that was really planted into me uh at a very young age just like you gotta own up to your actions, you know, even in middle school, when I would get in trouble, it's like, own up to your actions, you know, it's like, if you did it, admit it, if you did something like you got to deal with the consequences, you know, and it wasn't necessarily a consequence, but it was just one of those things like, okay, like, this is a time in my life where it's not just about me anymore. Like now it's others. And so my why just became bigger at that moment. I love that, man. I love that. So yeah. Let's fast forward a little bit from here, because I know most of the people that are going to be listening to this podcast are probably either in the solar industry and sales or a connection that you have or, or, or that I have. So for the sake of, of time, right, it's so now fast forward and you're applying for jobs, you're, you're living in New Mexico. What were you doing before you found the solar industry, before you got into door to door? What What was your life looking like before you found the opportunity with ION? You know, um, it was just in that moment of like desperation. I think things happen, you know, either out of inspiration or desperation. And in that moment, I was just, the job that I was working at, I was delivering pharmaceuticals. Uh, I was just at the mercy of a company that was paying me hourly. And it was just getting to the point where they were late and then it was making me late throughout my day. And it's like, regardless of the plans that I had, like getting off of work, then I was at their mercy. And so 
I'd get off late and, you know, it just gets to a point where you start to see your worth where other people are just starting to slack off and they let all these other things slide. And it's just like you being a good employee, they kind of just take advantage of that situation. And then they just kind of tackle on all these other things. And it's like, well, you, you like to work and you do it. So, I mean, there's really no saying no to that. And there was just no, n- never was there a compensation for that, you know, and I just kind of just didn't feel value, you know, and, and for me, like I was in the same w2 position i wasn't getting an increase and i was just showing up the best that i could and everyone saw it you know like it was one thing when you know your value but it's one thing when others know your value and uh it just got to the point where i just kind of got fed up i was starting to fall behind financially um i was just really trying to like to get ahead and it was just like not not helping me you know i was falling behind i actually got like my first late payment ever on my credit history and that was just one of those things where it's like okay like I need to do something different, you know? Yeah. So let me ask you, because I'm sure you had that thought many times before you actually made the decision to, to jump on Indeed or apply for a job, however you started that process. But how many times did you battle yourself, right? Because you're a kid from, from Mexico and you came here with parents that were hustlers, right? It's like the idea of safety is your W-2, 40 hour, get paid by the hour, salary, benefits, whatever that looks like. And you went that route. And you quickly realized or or felt that, you know, hey, this just maybe isn't going to get me where I need to go. So how many times did you go back and forth? What what did that look like? Like, talk to us a little bit about what that experience was, because I doubt you just felt that. And then within a second, you were ready to look for something else. Yeah, um, man, that day, I just I remember it so clearly, you know, I was in the parking lot uh, just waiting because our delivery trucks were late and I was just like sitting there thinking like how upset I was at, you know, like I'm at the mercy of someone else. Like I'm literally working on their time. And, and it just kind of was just dawning on me, like, man, like this is, this is pretty much what I'm able to do. You know, like if I apply somewhere, like, what should I do? Like, I know I've always had this idea, you know, like everything in life can be learned. You know, and so for me, it's just like, what, what should I get into? Like, what do I feel like I'm going to find fulfillment in? And so that's kind of what was keeping me back. You know, I, in this position that I was at, I wasn't finding any fulfillment. I wasn't really developing others. People there were just complaining negative. And so I just started seeing like, man, like this really isn't for me. You know, I need to get out of this. And so I was just remember, I just remember there thinking like, where do I even start? Like, where, what, what would I do? Like, who do I call? Like, who do I know that can get me into something that I feel like I can be passionate about? Right. Mm-hmm. I love that. So fast forward from there, you eventually get the courage to say, you know what, let me take a leap. And if I remember this correctly, and you correct me if I'm wrong here, um, you, you ended up applying on Indeed. You and I actually ended up connecting and if I remember correctly, we had a really good conversation. I think we chatted for maybe 15 or 20 minutes about mindset, about just different opportunities. We really didn't even get too much into solar door to door. We just kind of chatted. And, and for me, it, it really felt like you were just a special guy. And I didn't want to throw you into an interview. And I genuinely felt like you deserved the opportunity to meet one-on-one with one of our leaders in New Mexico, Robert Rodarte. And then you guys had a lunch and then it kind of sounds like the rest was history. But with that all being said, just kind of take, take me back if you will, cause I've never really asked you this. What was your perspective on that conversation? Like, did it sound like too good to be true? Did it sound like I was kind of telling you what you wanted to hear? Like, what was your take on 
kind of where things went from when we first spoke? Yeah, I think for me in that moment, you know, I just uploaded my resume and I was literally just trying to apply for, so there was a temp agency that I worked for before. That's kind of how I came across this. It was a bunch of, through their website, like a bunch of solar positions. And I was like, well, let me just see if I can, rather than applying through them, if I can just go straight to the source. And so I uh, uploaded my resume on Indeed and, you know, Ion Solar was the first one that, that literally just magically happened to appear, you know? And so I applied, you called me, um, you were from Denver, I'm from Denver. And I think that was just the biggest thing for me is, you know, I, I, I came into New Mexico and I just feel like the mentality in men here is just completely different from the men in, in Colorado. And I know you're not from Colorado, but you've been there. And I think you definitely just kind of like move there because you kind of are around all of these people. And I just remember like the mentality of the men in Denver was just more so like helping each other network. Like how can, how are you trying to grow as an individual? Like, what are you doing? Like what assets? Like it was just literally an investments type of a conversation, right? Where it's just like mentally, like, you know, what do you, what do you believe? And and so that's just kind of where we really hit it off. And so for me, like, yeah, I didn't really know much about the position. I didn't, I don't, I've never been in solar. So it was just something completely new to me, but it was just more so like that whole vibe that I got from you. And you just told me like, um, this is a competitive environment, like, you know, and so you kind of got to know me a little bit and it just sounded like this is right up my alley. Like I love, um, I love challenging myself. Uh, everything in life can be learned. And so it was just kind of like one of those things where it's just like the mentality needed behind this was kind of what drew me in. Awesome. And then you come in and, and right, the biggest two concerns everybody has with what we do is simple, right? It's walking away from the nine to five W2 that everybody in society has classified as safe, right? Knowing exactly how much you're going to get per hour, regardless of what you bring to the hour and the idea that it's door to door. Right. And we live in a place where we have hot summers and, and cold winters and it's a 12 month a year job. But you having left the pharmaceutical company and knowing that there was more for you, I'm sure there was some initial friction to that, regardless of how ready you were for a new opportunity. So I would just like to hear from you. What were your initial thoughts when you heard this was door to door, when you heard commission only? Like, why didn't that scare you? You know, I... I came into this and I really didn't know what I was getting myself into. I just knew that I had the drive and I just had a desire to just be more and do more, you know? And so coming into this, I just remember like my first job ever was door to door and I sold boulders. And that was just kind of like, if I can sell rocks for a living, like, you know, and I just learned in that, in that particular season of my life, like there's so many doors that you're going to knock. And it could literally be all day and you'll find that one that's going to be just like, yeah, I want them all. I want all your rocks. Like I'm willing to pay. Right. Because you're just going to come across that person that just sees the value and what it is that you're doing, regardless of what it is. And so I knew nothing about solar. I was like, look, I'm going to just learn as much as I can. My parents had solar. And so I called them up real quick. I was like, hey, what do you guys think about solar? So I literally just flipped into like, I need to learn and I need to get this down. Right. And I understand that in anything that you do, there's you plant a tree it's not gonna you're not gonna come back in 20 minutes it's gonna be a full tree it's like there's gonna be watering there's gonna be sunlight there's gotta be nurturing that goes behind that and so I told myself like I'm gonna give this opportunity 90 days like I'm gonna give this 100% the best that I can and it's gonna take learning it's gonna take sacrifice it's gonna take me like just fo focusing on what it is that I'm doing and I was just willing to do that because 
I know like I didn't want to tell my wife like, hey, like I'm leaving this state, like I'm leaving a W-2 job um, because I believe in myself. Like I hadn't even told her until like two days before I was starting the position. And it was just something that I was like, man, like I have this belief. And I just remember talking with my parents and uh, it was just kind of like a mentorship call. Like literally he's like, you know what, like I believe in you, son, like you have the right heart um you know if you believe in yourself then everything else will work out you know it's like and so that's kind of what really gave me like okay like yeah there's me that I was afraid you know I was afraid of like what if this doesn't work what if I don't end up doing right but I was like you know what like this is just going to be a moment of me believing in myself yeah well, what if I do right exactly like, what, if, what, what if, if what if what if it works out better than expected so exactly. coming into this did you have a fast start? Were you slow? Like, what was your, what was your first week? Like, like what were some of the thoughts in your head and how did you win some of those battles? Yeah. Oh man. It was my first week. I think I walked out there and got five leads. I, my first day, I think I got one. Um, I wasn't up to speed on everything. I think there was, it was like a learning curve for me that is now I see the people coming in are having faster success just because more of the resources, more of the learning curve is just being shortened. And I really don't take that for granted because when I first started, it literally took me like starting over with the new pitch. I had this basic pitch and it just didn't feel like myself. Um, and then I just remember like my second week, like I, I was getting out there, I was putting in the time. That's one of the things I, I committed to like, I'm going to do, I'm going to start at this time. I'm going to end at this time. And back then we didn't do any like focus on a hundred doors, like, None of that. I would just get out there, put the time in and fail and fail fast. Right. And so then my second week coming in, you know, I, I had five leads. I only had two sits my my third week, none closed. And so then I remember you came into town and you kind of were like working with me and just gave me a new pitch. And so like, OK, like this is this is nice. I like this. It, it, it sounds more smoother. It adds some humor into there um, because I, I, I know for me personally, like I'm a person that really didn't know how to express myself. You know, and even like coming into this, like I haven't been in door to door, like I haven't been in communications. Like I was at a, you know, delivering and then I worked at a warehouse. So like I haven't really like had that customer interaction, especially like all throughout COVID. So it was kind of like getting back out into like the open again and like learning how to communicate effectively, learning how to pitch people, learning how to read them. So it was a lot of things that kind of like came back and I was just willing to learn it. Um and so I just remember like my second week, um, I got the new pitch and I was fired up. I went out and got 18 leads that second week, none of them sat. And so it was just like, people were canceling people were like, you know, and so in those moments, like, yes, it's discouraging. Like, like, yes, you'd be knocking all day and it's like all this work. It's like, you're not having any closes. And it's like, you see all the other chats blowing up. Cause you know, there's people closing deals and not, not once like, was I like, man, like what's wrong with me? I was like, no, like I need to get to that point. It was more so like I wasn't talking myself down. I was talking like if they can do it, like I can do it too. And those were just like the thoughts that like just helped me elevate. I think uh, just mentally was is probably like the biggest thing that when it comes to this, it's like you have to have that mentality to like to be okay with like objections, rejections, people canceling. It's like, okay, like I need to get better, you know? That's amazing. So just to backtrack a little bit. So really then in the first two weeks, you really didn't make any money really even for three weeks. You really didn't make much. No, I actually got my first sale, like on my third week, finally. And, um, and I just remember in that moment, like 
I, I sent a group text message to you and I think Rob, and I was just like, Hey guys, like, this isn't, I was like, I need to get, this isn't what I came in here for. Like, I know there's more, like, I, I can't be doing this, you know? And so for me, it was like, I was going to throw in the towel at that time, but I was like, no, like there's something to be learned here. Like there's something that I have to grow through right now. And I'm just going to stay in the fight. Amazing. And then from there, obviously things started to pick up. So you had a very similar start to most people that end up making it through that initial first 30 days. You yeah. came out, you put the hours in and you didn't really have a ton of success. You got, I think you said five leads. And then the next week, I think you did a little bit better. Then you changed your pitch up. Then you got way more leads, but you had quantity and not quality. And then it sounds like after that, like in week four, you really started to put together quality and quantity. And that's when you started to have some success. So talk to us a little bit about what, you know, maybe what you did and some of the tactical changes to start converting those people that said, yes, I'll take a look at this into people that actually ended up being customers. Like, how did you create and bridge that gap? Yeah, I remember like at the beginning, I just, I was literally reading off a script. I was just coming out and just talking to people. Like, I didn't even get to know them. Like, hey, how's how's your day going? Like, complimenting I wasn't doing any of that it was just the pitch and you know that was pretty much it and so I just remember like you came out and then all the other resources just came out and so that's when I started looking at it more than just work I started looking at it more as like okay like I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna find the people that I actually get to do business with the people that I'm gonna want to do business with and so then I started really being like it's really selective. It's just like kind of like that law of attraction that people say. It's like when you start thinking about certain things, when you start to write those things down, it's like you start to see it everywhere. And it's not that they haven't been there. It's just you're so you're more open to actually coming across that. And so I just remember in that time, like that's exactly what I was focusing on. And so I wasn't wasting my time on the wrong people at all. Like I just remember like those first two weeks, like I was coming home drained, like even like coming home and hanging out with my wife and my kids, I was just like upset. Like I was frustrated. And I just remember that completely went away. I literally started just connecting with people, having fun. I was literally joking around with people and it was just like more of myself, you know? So I started leaving more of myself on the doors. And then I just remember like the final statement was really just that like really good button up that just really helped me to like solidify the the leads that I was getting. Right. And so that's when I started seeing like my sit ratio, like literally there was like, couple of weeks where it was like a hundred percent like I was literally everyone that I was getting the lead was sitting and it's just because I built that that connection with them and then I I really built that like value in what it is that we're doing so I'm not just some other person trying to sell them on anything and it was really just a true recommendation that they should look into now not everyone bought right but that's just kind of the, the the name of the game but at the end of the day like they sat down they went over everything and they they got a true understanding of what it is that we're doing trying to help them and so just doing that, I think that's, you know, having those resources, you came out, you sat with me, you kind of looked at like what I was needing. And so, yeah, I think that's just, it was just making those shortening the learning curve. You know, I think now we have it really down, you know, so that the new people coming in, like have that, have a structure and a system so that they could, like we could track their data and know exactly like what needs to be done. Yeah, that's powerful. I, I think that's the biggest thing that I, I really hope everybody takes from this conversation. If there's one thing, it's that exact attitude and switch you made of, I get to choose my customers, right? When you first started it, and, and if you could reiterate this or maybe go into some more detail, because I think this is really the biggest thing I've seen after 10 years in this business, 
is there's a huge difference between customer service and sales, right? You coming into this, every job you've had is to service customers, right? And we're always told the customer's always right. And in sales, and it's unfortunately, it's not always true, right? That doesn't mean that we should be disrespectful or unappreciative towards any conversation we get to have. It's just not everybody's going to be your cup of tea, right? People are going to say yes to you that would never talk to me in a million years and vice versa. And that's okay. That's the way it's supposed to be. But I think when people come in with that sort of a background to sales, it can be very discouraging when you're trying to give 100% of your energy to everybody. Because then when you come home at night, you see your wife and your kids and you have nothing left to give them. That doesn't feel good. And then it just becomes this ripple effect of negative momentum. So how did you, I, I mean, again, like you made the switch, but my question to you is like, how, right? Because that's something everybody struggles with. And if people could detach from that and be a little bit easier on themselves and understand not everybody's going to say yes, and not everybody's going to be their cup of tea, I think a lot of people would be way more successful in our industry. So what's your take on that? Yeah, I just remember... I think you did a training or somebody else did a training. I don't remember, but I just remember that somebody said that the the mind is as powerful as a Google search engine, you know? And when you Google search something, it's like, if you're not real specific on what it is that you're trying to search and find, then you're just going to kind of come across everything. And I just remember, like, I just didn't have anybody that I wanted to deal with. Like, I didn't have an ideal customer built in my mind. And so when I was coming to the door, I was like, okay, like, I'm going to get this person. And it was like, an 85 year old person that just in reality couldn't really benefit from solar. And I'm sitting there trying to convince them. And like, it started becoming into like a confrontational kind of conversation where it's just like, why, why wouldn't you want to look into solar, you know? And it just, for those people, it just doesn't make sense, you know? And so I have to learn to be real specific. And it's like, I want to be people that are receptive. I want to have people that I come across on the doors that are just willing to be open and match my energy and have a good time with me and laugh, you know? And if it's not that, it's just like, Hey, I can tell it's not a good time. Like, I'll just come back at a better time, you know, because you never know, like timing is everything in this industry. Let me, let me ask you a question. I'm so glad you brought that up. When you, when you had that, like not fear of loss, right? When you were, when somebody came out to the door, they were a little hot, whatever it might be. Right. And you were like, Hey man, sorry to bug you. Now is obviously not a great time. I'll come back. Have you ever had anybody kind of stop in their tracks a little bit there because you were, you, you showed them like, Hey, I don't need you. Like, I want to help you. Have you ever had anybody like quickly change their tune when you did that? I do. I, or I have actually. Yes. Um, that and even like mid pitch too. like some people kind of will flip when I just kind of go with that approach. It's just like, hey, like this is just something that's going to help you out. Like, I'm not judged if you do it or not. Like in reality, I'm just here to just educate people properly because this could be saving you money. This could be benefiting you. And it's like I got a bunch of other homeowners I got to talk to like. And so that's just kind of like, whoa, like gives them like, I, I literally see the reaction on their faces. just like, oh, okay. Like this is probably important. I should probably listen to this kid, you know, or this guy. And so, yeah, like it's, it's, it's cool. Like what you come across and once you, once you start to see like, man, this is actually fun. This is a game. And, and you're, you're actually just trying to outpoint the the person. It, it becomes a, a fun game, you know, and then yeah, everything else that comes with it. The other piece of it too. I don't even know if I would consider it as much of a game, not to be contradictory. I would consider it more of you learning your own worth, right? It's like, you're a kid from Mexico, dude. You grew up, came here, hustled, had to figure everything out. And now you know who your ideal customer is. You're not afraid to walk away. You know, there'll always be somebody else out there that you can help. 
And I think people can feel that. That's mm-hmm. probably from what I've seen, just knowing you through your journey at this point, it, it went from, hey, I need to help you to, no, I want to help you, but it's got to be a good fit. And when there's that sort of confidence behind a salesperson, regardless of what the product is, you're going to do fantastic. And that's why I have so much respect for you because I've seen that firsthand and how much you've been able to impact other people. So going from that, how has that mindset that you've developed from this opportunity? I think this was there before this opportunity. I think that probably helped to cultivate it a bit, just to be clear. But how has that helped you in your marriage? How has that helped you to be as a better son, a friend, a father? How, like, how has this helped to shape you in other ways in your life? You know, I'm just finally like allowing myself to focus on the right things in my life. I think uh, some of my really favorite words that I've really learned to like just hold on and grasp on in my heart is just intentional and prioritizing, right? I think I just prioritize my time effectively. Um, So when it's time for work, like it's time to grind it out when it's time to like be with the family, like whether if it's five or 10 minutes, like I'll I'll do my best to like be present in that moment, you know, and just being intentional with everything that I'm doing, just like there has to be a reason why I'm doing something. And I think one thing that I can say is probably what's really helped me to like helped me stay in the fight. Like those first few weeks when I was having a hard time, like when I finally did tell my wife, this is what I was doing. She was like, okay, like, you know, you know, you know what you're doing. Like, I'm going to trust in you. And so that was just kind of like a big thing. Like, okay, like she trusted me. Like now I just got to, I got to step up to the plate, you know? And so for me, it was just having that why, like I was, you know, my back was against the wall. Like I couldn't go backwards. Like it was only like looking sideways, but it's like the only way is to go forward, you know? And so for me, it was just kind of like having that mentality. And, and my why was big, you know, like I just knew that I had to make this work regardless of what it take. And so I was just definitely sacrificing those like nights or time in the evening to just like learn to get better at the craft. Like, what can I do to get better? I was asking questions to all the people that I could, you know, in this industry. And so I just remember like putting myself in a position to be coachable and to just be a good student. Yeah, that's amazing. And now you've had multiple 10,000 plus dollar months, I'd imagine, you know, money is not as big of an issue for you anymore. You're able to spend more quality time with your family. You're not really having to think twice about some dinners and events and things that you want to treat your family that you love and care for, right? Like how has maybe an opportunity like this helped you to elevate your mindset a bit more financially coming from where you were, where you were at with the pharmaceutical company, like how has this job and in a sense, writing your own paycheck and controlling that, how has that really helped your family? It's helped out tremendously, Um, man, like outside of just being financially, like in such a better position now, like I'm able to enjoy my family. Like I'm able to do the things that, that I want to do now. You know, like I'm not limited to that. Like if we want to go and and eat something nice, it's like it's it's there. And so for me, like just looking back, it's just like, man, like I'm so grateful that, you know, I stayed out that extra hour. I'm so grateful that, you know, I took those 20 minutes to like learn something new. And so for me, it's just like looking back, it's just like I've grown so much. And just to like see that it's just the beginning, like I haven't even been in this a year and just like already like 
mentally as a person like that's why i love the culture here because it's not just like financially it's not just a business like no like i'm growing as as a man like i'm growing as a leader like i'm growing with other people that are on the same journey uh different seasons of course but it's like at the end of the day like we're all there to like push each other we're all there to like continue growing and getting better and and i just look back at my life and it's just like man like sometimes it's it, it seems unreal because you start to learn that your your value you're actually getting your value you know? Yeah. And you brought up a big word there. It's called learn, right? It's like, now, you know, if you just spend a little bit more time investing in yourself and learning, you could exponentially increase your income. And at your previous job or anything you did before in the warehouse, it didn't matter. You know, you could sit there and read books for hours on end and listen to personal development podcasts. And what would really happen? You would still get the same paycheck the next week, right? So to be able to see those results correlate and you be able to exponentially not just earn more income, but grow, serve, add value to your family, to people around you. Because the example you're now setting for your family, right? The Dario of 18 months ago couldn't have just took his family to Ruth's Chris. And now you can, right? And that's not about the money. It's, it's about the opportunity and the experience. And you're showing your family firsthand that as long as you're willing to put in the work and you're willing to take a quote unquote risk and be able to do things that people aren't willing to do so you can live a life most people aren't willing to live is a damn good way to ensure your success. Yeah. So how does that land with you? Like what's your, as you, as you take a moment to reflect back on just this last year, right? Cause I'm sure at points it has to feel surreal right? Like oh, yeah. what's, what's your thoughts on all of that? Cause it's a big question. I feel extremely grateful. Um, never would I envision something like this, like this opportunity sometimes. I mean, yes, it's hard work. Like it's not easy. It's simple to do, but at the end of the day, I just, I'm so grateful that I came across this, but I'm also really grateful that I like stuck to it. I'm really grateful that, you know, I could have easily just walked away and I could have just easily just kind of like threw in the towel, but like now knowing what I know now going through what I've gone through now, it's like, I'm perfectly okay with it. You know, like there's times when, you know, you don't have the best day and it's like, okay, like I know this is, this isn't it, you know? So like, I understand that now. And so it's developed in me like a totally different, like persistence is de it's definitely expanded my vision so much more into what I can just provide for, for myself and for my family and, and even who like I get to become every day, you know, it's like every day, like, like you post in the chat sometimes is like knocking on doors shouldn't be the hardest thing that we're doing, you know? So like now that I come across challenges in my life, because yeah, like the challenges do get bigger and the child and the person that you become is even bigger, you know? And so like being able to like understand that if there's things that are, that are, that are, that are scaring me, like there's just bigger amazement to like, come with it, you know, once everything is, is done. And so I'm not sure if that completely answers your question, oh, but I just, for sure, I just, for sure. For sure. I, I think the biggest piece of this is that you just learn to trust yourself, right? Being mm -hmm. in sales, being an entrepreneur is very much the ability to be okay in uncertainty and to know that as long as you've done the work, it works out. And the more you learn to trust yourself and just believe in that, the more expansion you can have. And not everybody has that faith. Not everybody has that belief. 
but I've seen that develop in you. And that's really one of the biggest things I wanted to get across in this podcast. And I wanted people to feel from you because as much as it's a part of you, it's something that people can develop. And I've seen you help so many people, not just in the New Mexico office, but across the company from just sharing your influence, start to feel that from you. And that's why I wanted to record this episode with you because I want people to feel your feel your heart. I want people to understand that you do it scared and you have people that depend on you and you still show up and you get it done. So in closing, because I like to keep these a little bit time conscious, you've been helping out with some recruiting in the New Mexico office. You've been seeing people coming, going, right? It's sales. There's always going to be a decent amount of turnover. We both know that. But if you could go back and give yourself a piece of advice, a few pieces of advice, whatever stands out to you. I really want you to share for the person that's just listening to this episode that might've got into solar or sales a week ago, and they're back at the end of their first week, right? Same as you. Put yourself back in that moment, knowing what you know now, and what would you tell yourself? What advice would you give? I would definitely say, keep your why close. Keep your why and your who. And the reason why is because when you feel like you might just be letting yourself down, it's bigger than that. It's like you actually have so many other people that are that you might be letting down if you continue like to not take this as seriously. You know, I know that for me, it was just kind of like I wouldn't change how I came into this because I came in just with a strong why. And even when the you know, I was putting in the time I was putting in, you know, and I was learning and I was getting rejected. There was doors getting slammed on me. Like I knew like my why was there, my, who I was doing it for was there. And it was just like, I didn't have a plan B. Like I'm going to, I'm going to stay in this fight and I'm going to learn. And so I think for me, it was just like having a strong why, and then just be coachable, like be coachable in this, because in anything that you do, if if you put, just put your ego aside and understand that this is just to help you to grow into the life that you are meant for, like you'll 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 understand that it's like okay, like I'm open to receiving, you know. And I just think in that moment, like I just kept remembering, like okay, like I'm really doing this for my family, like I'm really doing this for for them, you know. Like if I don't do this, like I'm letting them down, you know. And so that was that was kind of like a big thing for me. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Powerful. No, that's extremely powerful. And then just in closing, I just want to tell you, um, you mean a lot to me. We've all, we've the relationship that you and I have developed over the last year or so, man, it, it really holds a special place in my heart. And when I got the idea to start recording some podcasts with people like yourself that have been with the company for not the longest amount of time but have overcome some pretty big barriers and are now already influencing people through their actions and just their example, you were the first person that I thought of. So I just, again, I'm blown away by your growth. It's just the beginning. And I couldn't think of anybody better to share some of these stories and his experiences because you're still so close to them being barely a year into your career here. But what I think you do better than most people is you really take the time to internalize these things and learn from them. And I think that is the sign of any great leader 
is somebody that can learn a lesson, take a minute to process it, and then really learn how to help other people to shorten their curve, as you mentioned earlier in this. And I just know from a personal level, that gives you so much joy. And there's so many people on your team now that are just so grateful that you're there and you're doing all of this without even having a title, which I think speaks volumes about your character. And you always have to do the job before the job is given to you. And I just think you have such a great, great track ahead of you, man. And I'm just super grateful that we were able to share a bit of your story here. Um, there's so much more, right? We could have talked for hours, but I think with what we covered today, I feel great about this. And I'm looking forward to everybody getting the chance to hear this. So just in closing, is there anything else you want to share? Anything else you want to leave the audience off with? I'll leave it up to you. I think uh, just what I've learned, you know, it's like, it's not my job to be good at everything. It's to bring everyone to, together and be good at everything, right? And so I know each person has their own independent ta uh, talents and gifts. And so when we just focus on allowing everyone to be the best version of themselves, um, everyone strives, you know, one person wins, the whole team wins. And I think that's just the culture that we want to continue to grow and uh, just adding those puzzle pieces. You know, I think it's just amazing when, when we find some, some killers, like some of the other guys, like Jordan that jumped on the team, you know, uh, just special shout out to him, but like others that just come in and it's just like, they just organically their puzzle piece fits in. And it's just like, it becomes an awesome team. And just when everyone starts to win, when everyone's celebrating each other, that's, that's just awesome, you know, and that's just what we want to continue to create and build. Um, yeah. I, I feel great about it. Thank you so much, Brett. You know, uh, I'm honored to be, to be featured on this and I just look forward to continue serving others, continue to help each, each person grow and whatever that might look like, you know? Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us for another episode of the Grow to Gold podcast. Like and subscribe so you never miss another episode. And we will catch you on the next one. Take care.